0: Can one say they believe in the Word and not do the Word? Certainly not needing any introduction, here is perhaps the most often cited verse out of the Bible, John 3.16. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. But believing means what? What is believing? What does believing look like? Just a couple verses later, on the same topic, we read John chapter 3, verses 20 through 21. For everyone practicing evil hates the light, and does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does the truth comes to the light, that his deeds may be clearly seen that they have been done in God. Those who hate the light do not come to the light. But those that love the light do the truth, because they came to the light that they loved. Without defining terms, without understanding words as defined by the Bible, we are at risk of producing an empty and meaningless faith. And nobody should want that. We shouldn't even need books like The Purpose Driven Life. The Bible should be our purpose-driven life. Many people today know that in the back of their minds that they are missing something more in their faith. They realize that what they are being taught is truth. But is it the whole truth? It does not have to be that way. It is a frustrating feeling. But what is the solution? As Hosea correctly said, Hosea chapter 4, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. God's Word is the knowledge that we need, yet so often we fail to biblically define the terms that we are reading. When we do this, the unfortunate truth is that Scripture is rendered meaningless at best or at worst, subject to our own bias or this decade's latest theology book. Knowledge is then hidden from us. Here is the cornerstone of biblical interpretation and understanding. The Bible defines itself. It has a built in glossary that can prevent error, should we be so inclined to use it. Let's read verses 20 through 21 again that explains what believing looks like. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does the truth comes to the light. That his deeds may be clearly seen, that they have been done in God. We have two terms that must be defined by the Bible, truth and light. What is truth? Psalm 119 verse 142 And your law, in Hebrew, Torah, is truth. That is simple enough. The law equals truth. What is the light? Proverbs chapter 6 verse 23. For the commandment is a lamp and the law Torah a light. Reproofs of instruction are the way of life. It is hard to misunderstand that definition. The law equals light and it is our way of life. How the Bible defines terms is very important because it is through those definitions that we extract understanding So, let's review this one more time. The law is truth. Because it is truth, it is the instruction to be our way of life. Walking in that life is the light that guides our path and keeps us out of darkness. So according to the Bible, the law is the way, the truth, the life, and the light. But, wait, you might say. That sounds exactly like Jesus or some might call him by his Hebrew name, Yeshua. Yes, that's 100% right. And so many miss this. He is the Word in the flesh. John chapter one, verse 14. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Also see Revelation nineteen thirteen. Our Lord returns as the very same word of God that he was in the first century. Is not the law of God also the word of God? Isaiah said in chapter 2, For out of Zion shall go forth the law, and the word of Yahweh from Jerusalem. The Messiah is the way, truth, life, and light, because he is the word. He taught the word. He practiced the word. He corrected from the word. He instructed us to follow and walk in this same exact example of the word as if we are his disciples. Please consider this because this is important. He did not teach and do everything he did during his whole ministry just to say, never mind, do a different word of God now. He did not say that we are to ignore the word of God and that he came to make a new word of God. In the first century, mainstream theology was following the traditions of the elders and the doctrines of men that were against the law of God. For hundreds of years, men had it wrong. Their writings and seminaries of the day, written by hundreds of very smart and influential people, convinced people of poor theology for hundreds of years. So here was our Creator's solution to fix the first century error in their applying and understanding of the law of God. We find that the law of God—the way, the truth, the life, the light—actually showed up and walked God's law right in front of them. Then to top it off, also qualified Him to take our sin on the tree for us. You might say, though, the law of God? I thought I had freedom in Christ in the faith. Yes, you do. We all do. But what then? Freedom from God's law in Christ? God forbid, Romans 3:31. Do we then make void the law through faith? Certainly not. On the contrary, we establish the law. It is because of Christ that we uphold and establish the law in our lives. Christ came to free us from the curse of our sin and to teach us how to not sin. Sin is defined as breaking God's law. For example, see First John chapter 3 verse 4. Sin is bondage. God's law is not bondage. How could obedience to God's law be bondage, and then sin also be bondage? God's law defines sin. What this would mean is if we are obedient to God's law, we are in bondage. But if we break God's law, sin, we are also practicing bondage. Christ is freedom because Christ is the law, or the word in the flesh. And the law of God is freedom. Psalm 119 So shall I keep your law continually, forever and ever. And I will walk at liberty, for I seek your precepts. The law of God is the word, and it is the way. It is the truth. It is the life. It is the light. And also, as you just read, it is freedom. It is liberty. Christ is the law of God. The word in the flesh, the way, the truth, the life, the light, and freedom. We're not making this up. This is what the Bible says. When Christ dwells in our heart, that means that the law of God is in our heart. Remember, the law of God in our heart is the whole purpose of the new covenant. Hebrews chapter 8, For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws in their mind and write them on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people." That's just quoting Jeremiah 31. You might say, but I thought we were supposed to be led by the Spirit and be spiritual, not to do God's law. Again, we have another problem generated by not letting the Bible define the terms for us. Remember, that going after God's law is the whole purpose of the Spirit of God. Being spiritual is going after God's law. Ezekiel 36, speaking in the context of the new covenant. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you will keep my judgments and do them. This is what Romans 8 is all about. Romans chapter 8. Because through Christ Jesus, Yeshua, the law of spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. We are no longer under the law of sin and death, but instead we go after God's law as being led by the spirit. This is also what Galatians chapter 5 verse 18 is about. The same thing. We are led by the spirit and thus we are no longer under the law of sin and death. Galatians 5:18. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. The spiritual God's law produces good fruit. The flesh, which is against God's law, the law of sin and death, produces corrupt fruit. Remember, the law is spiritual. Romans chapter 7 verse 14. We know that the law Is spiritual. The spiritual person is to be walking in the law of God, the Torah, not against it. The one who is against the law of God is walking after the flesh. Romans chapter 8. Because the mind set on the flesh is hostile toward God, for it does not subject itself to the law of God, for it is not even able to do so. Those who do not walk according to the Law of God have a mind that is hostile toward God. This is written everywhere in the Bible. It is the spiritual that love the Law of God and go after it. It is those living in the flesh that hate the Law of God and are against it. See what happens if we do not define biblical terms by using the Bible? What happens is that our mainstream doctrines suddenly pit the Messiah against the Law of God. When in all biblical reality christ is the same as the law of god the same law of god that was already written our flesh does not like to hear this at all but the flesh does not like truth as we read the flesh does not like the law of god your flesh is going to hate this message it will not tickle your ears it's not going to tickle your friends ears your family's ears or even your pastor's ears yet the same christ we claim to love and believe in Is the same Word of God that some teach against. He is the same seed. He is the same light. He is the same way. He is the same life. He is the same truth. He is the same freedom. He is the same rock that is to be in us and to rule our life as a believer in the faith. Those are all biblical metaphors for the Word and the Law of God. We cannot make up new definitions. We cannot pretend that christ used already scripturally established terms and then turned them into something else christ and the law of god are the same thing do you love christ then you love the law of god do you hate sin then you love the law of god do you believe in god then you believe in the whole word which includes the law of god Are you led by the Spirit? Then you are led to follow the law of God. Do you hate the desires of the flesh? Then you love the law of God. Are you spiritual? Then you are walking in God's law, the Torah. All too often, we try to separate the terms already biblically defined for us. We fail to apply the knowledge already given to us in the front of the book. Remember what we read earlier from Hosea, Hosea chapter 4, for my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. What knowledge are we to comprehend? Let's finally finish that verse. Because you have rejected knowledge, I also reject you from being a priest for me. Because you have forgotten the law, Torah, of your God, I also will forget your children. Now that we know how to biblically define terms, let's read again what John wrote a few verses after John 3:16. Let's see what believing looks like using the terms the Bible defined for us. John chapter 3 verses 20 through 21. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does the truth comes to the light, that his deeds may be clearly seen that they have been done in God. Can we redefine these terms outside of scripture? Is that what John intended? Did John just throw away all the biblical definitions of light and truth as the law of God? Is that even logical? We understand that the light and the truth is Christ. But then we often stop short at that, and because we stop, we miss all the wonderful instruction and understanding That was intended to come out of that. Believing in God is loving the law and the word, and the Lord is the word made flesh. Believing the word to be true is the same as hating sin, which is breaking God's law. Evidence of loving the law is doing the law, and the evidence of hating sin is not sinning. Can one claim belief that the whole word of God is true, and intentionally not do the Word of God? That would be the definition of a walking oxymoron. It would be hypocritical. Read what our Messiah said to the Pharisees in Matthew 23, because this is what they did. This is the theology that they taught. He commanded in Matthew 23 that we are to observe and do what Moses taught, but not do the false traditions and doctrines of the Pharisees. Are we not to do everything our Lord commanded and also teach it to the nations? What we do is the evidence of what we believe internally. If one does not do the Word, then they do not believe the Word to be truth. Our actions define for others are inward beliefs. When you love the way, truth, life, light, and liberty, you love both our Messiah and the law of God because they are the same thing and cannot be separated. Loving Yeshua equals loving God's law. Jesus is the Word made flesh, John chapter 1. Hating sin equals loving God's law, 1 John 3, 4. Loving God equals doing God's law, 1 John chapter 5, verses 2 through 3. Not only did our Messiah die on the cross as a manifestation of God's grace to us, His love for us, but Christ taught us how to love by modeling the law of God. As every commandment, not just some, every commandment hangs off of loving God and loving others. Walking as Yeshua walked means walking the same instruction that Yeshua walked, 1 John 2.6. This is why all Scripture is instruction in righteousness not just some of it. 1 Timothy chapter 3 verse 16. That includes the front of the book. From a biblical standpoint, believers are to do what they believe and believe what they do. We are called to believe the Word of God as truth, not to believe that the Word of God is now false and abolished, or at least some of it. God and Yeshua, Jesus, are the same Word that the Bible declares is the Word and we either accept our faith in God the word, as truth Or not. We cannot pretend that some of the Word is no longer the Word of God. We cannot pick and choose and say, this applies and this does not. If God is the Word, then how can we say that some of God's Word is true and some is not true? That makes no sense. He is either the Word or He is not. Our Lord is not just part or a sample of the Word. Our faith saves us because we can never do anything to save ourselves. That is what grace means, unmerited favor. At the same time, our faith is in the Word and the Word made flesh. Can we have faith in a Word that we refuse or not want to do? What faith is that? Faith means we believe that the Word is true and we commit to it as truth. In our faith, can we continue to do things contrary to the truth? What faith would that be? Our faith in the Word is our inward belief, but any true inward belief becomes outward practice. Just a few hundred years ago, so many seemed fine with just taking one step out of Rome and into the Bible. But why stop short of believing and doing the whole Bible? It is time to come out of the darkness and the bondage of refusing the law of God and experience the full blessings and rewards of living His way, His truth, His life, His light, and His freedom. We pretend that Yeshua, as the Word of God, does not include the law of God in the Word of God. That suddenly the definition has changed, even though God's Word teaches no such thing, nor would it make any sense. If we were to follow Yeshua, then we were to follow the whole Word of God. It does not get any simpler than this. Christ said that He did not speak His own word for a reason, so that we did not think He was speaking His own word. He was and is the same word that was already defined as the Word. And now that we know that, are we to believe and thus practice the whole Word of God, or just some of it? Let's conclude with some questions to consider. Number one, is Yeshua, Jesus, the Word in the flesh? Number two, did Yeshua only speak the Father's Word and the Father's authority? Number three, is Yeshua, the Word, the same yesterday, today, and forever? Number four, is God the word and can God not change. Number 5. Is Leviticus 11 and Leviticus 23 part of the word of God? Number 6. Can Leviticus 11 and Leviticus 23 change? Does your theology correctly does your theology correctly answer yes to questions 1 through 4 but fail at questions numbers 5 through 6? That is just something to consider. We hope that this study has blessed you. And remember, continue to test everything. Shalom. It is because of you, our generous supporters, who make it possible to offer these high-quality teachings completely free of charge.